This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein, here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. The new year is here, and now is the time to plan your year of home improvement. Ah, you can start all over again, right? As the saying goes, Rome was not built in a day. So uh, if you start now, plan your fixes or improvements. It will not seem like a rush job when it's time to do the work this year. You can join the conversation. Tell us what's going on in your 2021 uh, by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit 101 dot org. How are you guys doing? this morning good morning uh, oh good morning very very well there you go jeff (laughs) pam uh (laughs) we were we were trading some pictures uh before we went on the air earlier and pam it looks like you made a uh a uh, a ramp this week or during the holiday season you made a ramp like a wheelchair ramp is that what i'm seeing well Sort of, yeah. It's not for a wheelchair, not yet. Right, right. <laughs> Is this was this at your house? Yes, that's my house, and and I just have to say, I'm glad the holidays are over because I wore myself out. Yeah, I know, I know what I'm you with mean. You. Yeah. <laughs> so that's when when I get extended periods of time off, I will go to town. I pull out all my tools and all my wood, and right. um, I love what you said in the intro. About planning, because I had been planning to revamp the entry into my backyard, and it's a raised yard, Mm -hmm. so you can use steps, but how do you get your lawnmower and your wheelbarrow up steps? Ah, look at you. Okay, a ramp for the uh, equipment. Good for you. Yeah, and for my firewood, because I'm, you know, I've got another load coming today, but I use one of these handy dandy wagons and fill that thing up with because i keep my firewood under my carport right so now i can just pull it up the ramp and um go right in and then the steps that had been there were not even and they were rickety and the railing wasn't good so i built it back so that all the stairs are the exact same height right and then the (laughs) ramp was exactly the right dimensions and then i trimmed it all out with old wood okay so java and and i were talking about this this morning i looked at it and for those of you who can't see this this morning uh her picture of 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 this entranceway to her home um it looks as though uh it's all done with with uh, previously used wood uh, it, and it looks really, really cool, but I thought there's no way she could use that. That could be real. I wonder if she used uh, repurposed wood or if she went and bought wood and painted it to look like that. Oh, so. no, 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 no. Because we don't throw wood away. Okay. I, I keep everything, and I'm redoing my deck board by board uh-huh. that has rotted and um, that's why i was so excited before the holidays because the wood showed up at oh, okay. lowe's and i 
stocked up. So I'm redoing the deck boards, and then I use those old deck boards to trim out the ramp and the steps. Wow, that's cool. Very cool. It it looks really neat. You should be proud of that. uh, Well, thank you. So, Jeff, what were you working on for the holiday? (laughs) Well, um, I was working on... um, Hang on two seconds. Move on to one other thing, please. Yes, sir. Um, I'll, I'll take care of that. I'll tell you what I worked on um, because my my list was huge. Um, the the list that I worked on first of all started with shower faucets. You know what I'm talking about? The 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 actual. Here's the deal. We had a leak in both showers coming from you know the drain. And I knew that it wasn't the drain itself. I knew that it was the it was the two, uh, you know, the things that you turn to get the water to come out. So it was the handle. So I, you know, of course, the handle is just a, is just a thing attached to what really makes the shower water go on and off. And that is a cartridge stem kind of thing. So anyway, I uh, I had replaced. Some of the rubber on the old ones a couple of times, but I'd never replaced the entire cartridge. Uh, now, what that is, that's the the whole assembly that that you screw into the plumbing that makes it so the water comes on and off. So, well, you can buy those things individually. I know mine; they're 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 mostly all brass, or at least the older ones are. And I know mine were around fifteen bucks a piece, and so I have two showers. So I bought four of them because I was just going to go ahead and redo all of them. <laughs> and I did. Okay, I did. Uh, there's, there's. Uh, this is not um, too difficult a thing to do if you get into it. There's a couple of special tools you're going to need, and one of the things is something you've probably never heard of. Uh, it's called a seat wrench. Okay. Or a, or a seat tool of some sort. Now, what what that is is inside your plumbing. There's this little uh, there's this little ring, and uh, and and it requires a special tool to kind of get it out of there. That little ring is what the is what the rubber presses up against to stop and and let the water go. So so um, anyway, that you have to get that out of there. There's a little tool. It doesn't cost that much. It's just a few bucks to get the tool. But if you have that, this thing can take a, a little while or a long time. The first thing always is turn off the water. If you'll turn, turn off, the, off water, the water, man, you can make all kinds of mistakes, and, and it's a lot more giving if you've got the water off. So, Jason, you know, the reason I laughed when you said you got four is that they know me well at the return counter oh, yes. at the big box store oh, that yes. I go to because I always buy more than I need in different varieties. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've just learned that cuts down on the number of trips that I have Back. to go over right. there. Well, so we have just, discussed on the show before each project is worth three trips to the, the, uh, your repair store of whichever you choose your local hardware or whatever, three trips you know, for each I've project. Learned They've got this great thing when if you buy it, you know, if you're a member or whatever, if you buy stuff, you don't even need the receipt because they've got it. You know, the computers keep up with that. So I'll buy, I, for instance, I did the railing mm-hmm. on my uh, deck or my steps with conduit, uh-huh. with just galvanized conduit. Yeah. Well, I just bought like four or five pieces of everything I thought I might need. Right. <laughs> and it worked. And then I just returned the rest of it. Wow. 
You're that guy. You know, that, that's smart to do that. You know, I, I, I do that a lot with, um, we order our roofing, you know, I'm going to order more than I need. Uh, nothing worse than to get, you know, 80% of the roof done. And now, and now I need, you know, three or four more bundles of roofing. So that's not a bad idea on, on, um, just across the board, actually. Well, what I find is that, you know, as an inspector, I'm going in and we see, I got to tell you, you DIY folks keep me in business. Thank you. (laughs) You're you're very welcome for that. I I call DIY job security. Yes. (laughs) I I can second that, Pam. Well, (laughs) since since you inspect, Pam, and and Jeff is the one that cleans up the house fires, um, I would say, yeah, both of you have an interest here. Well, Jason, you sent me a picture of the electrical stuff that you, you know, just a graft and well, it showed, you know, white wires to white wires, black wires to black wires, gold wires to gold wires. Right. And I promise I did a DIY. This guy's DIY going to flip this house. Right. And I go in it the other day and he had all of the fixtures pulled off and it looked like a ticker tape parade. He had connected every kind of wire. Oh, every goodness. other, not the right kind. I mean, it was just um, red to black, well, so, so red that, to white. So that folks have a reference, uh, when uh, Pam sent, hey, this is what I did over the holiday. Well, I sent back a graphic from that I had stolen from Family Handyman, which I, I steal a ton of stuff from them because they've always got really good stuff there that, that you can use. And what this was, I uh, the wife wanted new under cabinet lighting, but she didn't want it to be battery powered this time. She wanted a, you know, a dimmer switch and powered up and everything else. So, uh, so that's, I can, I can do that sort of thing, but I don't like to go into anything from memory. I like to look at, at something right now, uh, to make sure that I'm following the right directions. And for under cabinet lighting, the, the only tricky part about that is the fact that you want to switch on it a dimmer switch of some sort or a switch of any sort. Whenever you have a switch or an interrupter, uh, uh, that requires a, a little extra thought. So so the wiring diagram that I downloaded from Family Handyman was just to tell me how to properly wire up all of those lights that go to the under-cabinet lighting. And uh, let me tell you, folks, this is not uh, – or for me, this was not a project for the faint of heart because – Putting in under cabinet lighting when you're putting in cabinets or the sheetrock before that is nothing. It's a few minutes. It's not a big deal. Putting in cabinet lighting when the cabinets and the wall and the backsplash tile currently exist <laughs> is is quite the hammer scale right there. Um, <laughs> yeah, you better plan that one out. <laughs> you know, you know the funniest thing about this weekend was I told uh, during the during the holiday I told my wife I said when I put that backsplash in I said that is never coming down and I sure as heck proved myself <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, I tell you what, Jason, that you are one hundred percent correct. If you got that put in over the holidays. Um, that's a um, that's a big deal. It's a job, man. It's a really big, big job. Deal. Uh, yeah, you well, have good. to I'm, you got to figure out where your wiring is and and how to tap off of it and not 
to yeah. tap off of the wrong thing. And, and so it, you know, but if you, if you will follow these instructions that, like you said, Pam, the family handyman wiring diagram was not difficult, but you know what, when you're looking in a box, when you're looking in an electrical box, the wires in the picture look different than the wires in the box sometimes. So you really just want to check and look and make sure. And and the thing that, that, that drives everybody crazy with me, if I'm ever working with electrical, I am the slowest worker in the world. Uh, I have, I've been fast working with electrical one time in my life. And it bit me, and it taught me, and you only have to be taught that once or twice in your life not to play with electricity. So Yes, be very, very careful. Right, right. Uh, in just a few moments, we're going to take a break. But uh, first, we're going to go to uh, somebody to talk about uh, uh, something, Jeff, that is, is very warm in your heart. So here we go. Tankless Water here is from Leon. What's going on, Leon? Hello there. Happy New Year to you guys. Happy New Year. So what's going on for you? Um, I'm trying to have a tankless hot water heater put in. And uh, the gentleman is putting it in, but he's hooking it up to my galvanized pipes. Shouldn't he be running that uh, CPVC? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're talking galvanized water pipe. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, galvanized water pipe. Okay. That's what, that's what my house has already got. Well, yeah, I mean, he if you just hired him to put the water heater in, um, then you need to hire him to change out all of your water lines. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's two different tasks here. Yeah. Um, Okay, one one would replumb the home, correct? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you just told him to put in a tankless water heater, then yeah, he's going to use the existing connections that that are there for your tanked water heater. Tell us why that's not best practices, Jeff. Well, I don't like galvanized water pipe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like it at all. And and absolutely, I'm going to try to put in the budget to to remove the galvanized water pipe and do uh, PEX. And I actually did that several years ago when I did the updates here. It's been about 15 years ago, and I had right. a tankless water heater put in, had my air conditioner. It's actually when they were given some of the tax incentives for this, yeah. I guess, yep. the middle 2000, not two, right. 2006 or seven. But I did that and pulled all the galvanized, and I'm on a crawl space. My house was built in 58, and installing the pecs was not hard, and I specifically requested that they do the verticals because sometimes what will happen whenever they they replace those water lines is they'll do everything they can see in the crawl space, but they won't go up into the wall. That kind of defeats the purpose. So I made sure that they pulled everything out, and then fishing that pex up to your fixture is mm-hmm. really not that hard. Okay. When did we when did we quit using the galvanized, Pam? I'm going to say the 70s or 80s, maybe I 70s. I'm going to guess I the 70s. Can't. I don't but, know. I, okay, but I this this gentleman's supposed to be a licensed contractor. Shouldn't he have told me that up front? 
Uh, well, not necessarily. No. I mean, if, if all of your requesting is the water heater, I'm with Jeff. You've got to yeah. actually ask that that be changed out. Now, what may be happening, too, where's the water heater going? Is it going to hang on the outside of the house or up in your no, attic? It's inside. Where, it? It's inside. Okay. It's in, in like a, a little room or something? Yeah. Is it gas or electric? It's electric. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, they may do some connections. They may pun it. What do they call that? Pigtail off of the galvanized yeah. with a PEX line taking fixt- it up to your supply. How many fixtures are you going to run off of this electric tankless? Uh, kitchen and uh, one bath. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah, it it's be a okay. pretty good size. Yeah, kitchen and one bath. You're going to, that's that's about all you're going to get out of a electric um, and obviously that's, that's 220. So your power should already be there. Um, yeah, he did the power. Oh, okay. okay. So yeah. He, you would have to ask him to, on that yeah. galvanize, what's your water flow in the house? So do you have good water flow to your fixtures? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Very good. Cause okay. I'm in town. So yeah, it's very good. Yeah, then you may not need to switch that out because mm-hmm. what happens with galvanized is that it corrodes from the inside out. And uh, the signal that you've got problems with it is low water flow. Well, I was concerned about the fact that, you know, it it's winter time and the pipes are cold. And by the time the, the hot water gets to where I'm using it, that, uh, you know, it's... It, take so long to warm up well that's the that's the uh people don't understand tankless water heaters are not instant it it takes a minute for the water to get from the fixture to from the water heater to your fixture that always i mean you're going to probably have a 60 to 90 second delay there just because right. it's going to take time to get there to the galvanizing shouldn't have anything to do with that that's just part of the process oh okay because it, it kept throwing the breakers and i thought maybe it was because it was overworking the uh um the electrical because of the cold water pipes no that's no. a now that's an electrical problem yeah, yeah. no if you're throwing the bur- <laughs> if you're throwing the breaker you've got another issue yeah you got ah, an electrical yeah, uh, you've, got a, you've got an undersized or some sort of electrical now, issue going on. Now, didn't you say he installed that? Yes, I did. All right, well, yeah. there's, there's a good place to look right there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah, I'd have okay. an electrician. And just make sure if he is, you know, because some plumbers carry electrical licenses. I mean, that's oh, yeah. just part of what they do. But if he doesn't, because I see this all the time, you'll have texts come in and they'll do work outside their scope, and it's usually not right. So, for instance, uh, swimming pools. We inspect swimming pools. The pool will be fine, and the electrical panel looks like Pawpaw did it because pool techs are not electricians. Right. <laughs> now, wait a minute. What's wrong with Pawpaw? Right. Well, I think I'm Because he's all, you right. know, a beer and a cigarette and a little time. Honey, I can get it done for you. That, is, that is me. <laughs> Okay, all right. You know what, folks? We got to we got to move on. Leon, old people, right? Right. 
Thanks, Leon. Appreciate it. Hey, uh, it's time for us to take a break for the uh, first hour. T- uh, today, we're helping plan out your uh, year fixes and home improvements. Proper planning can save time and money. Stay tuned. When we come back, we're going to have a few fixes that can help burn off some of that holiday weight. This is going to be so much fun. You guys are going to love this. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHI Certified Inspector and Inspector Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And before the break, we mentioned uh, some fixes to burn off uh, for the holiday wait. We're going to get to that, but Robert is on the line right now. I wanted to talk about that tankless water heater, the electric version. Robert, are you with us? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. So what's going on? Well, I just wanted to give a give a little bit of advice. I have a I'm a contractor actually, and a homeowner with a tanked water heater that's very far away from the bathroom and kitchen, uh-huh. and uh, have had trouble in the past getting hot water uh, to my fixtures. I mean, even when we timed it, we had one fixture. It literally took five minutes and four seconds to get hot water there. Uh, five the, minutes. My gosh. Five minutes and four seconds. It's like Anything. half a mile from your water heater? <laughs> right. It feels that way. Uh, so I added a recirculating pump, and now we get hot water in about 20 seconds. Really? And a recirculating pump. pump. Okay. Re- recirculating pump, you disconnect the uh, outlet line coming off of the tanked water heater. You can put them on a tankless also. Uh, they come with a programmable time clock, so you can have it recirculate, you know, just during the morning hours or evening hours, whatever. About $120, super easy to install. Most people can do it themselves. Uh, did you do it yourself? Say, I did it myself. It took me about 10 minutes. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, wait, you're a contractor, though, so you don't count. Yeah, I, I am a contractor, and I do plumbing and electrical work. Right. So, <laughs> But still, it's literally plug and play. I mean, it, they're that's actually they're a few a, different yeah, versions. That's an awesome, awesome idea. Okay, it's cheaper than changing all the pipes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, you know, I never knew that kind of thing existed. I didn't know you could speed it up. That's pretty cool. Yep. yep. S- say it one I, I mean, more time for us. What's it called? It's, it's a hot water recirculating pump. You can get them at the big box stores. Uh, you can usually get them at. Uh, Local hardware stores, things cool. like that. Um, yeah. Okay. A little, about five minutes worth of work under the, the sink and uh, about five minutes worth of work at the water heater. And that's it. Wow. Thank you, Rob. I don't we appreciate know. it. My question, and maybe Jeff can answer this can you do that on a tankless? I mean, what's the point? Yeah. You, you absolutely can. I, I, I would say the point for a tankless would be like uh, the previous caller his complaint with it being so far that it seems like it takes it, you know, to us like, well, by the time I, I could have washed my hands twice by the time I waited for the water to warm up. Uh, so when it, when, it, 
when it kicks on, it just loops. It just sends water from the heater through the line. And, I mean, you can set them, like the one I have, you can set it to run every 15 minutes or, uh, you know, three times, whatever, however many times a day. It's just a really simple time clock where you just click over the hours that you want it to run or the, the segments you want it to run. And it literally just loops hot water through the line. So some of them come with temperature sensors, uh, a little bit more expensive ones that will keep it at a certain, you know, keep the water in the line at a certain temperature. For me, the the cheaper one that just pushes hot water through the line worked out a lot. You know, it was all we needed. Right. And it works great. Man, I really appreciate that. Thank you, Robert. That that sounds really cool. Can I ask another? Sure. I got another question. On the tankless water heater, so what happens is when that recirculating pump comes on, that tankless water heater comes on. Correct. Okay. And so, okay, that was my confusion because I know on recirculating on a tank, it's just pulling the water, the hot water out of the tank and recirculating it in your lines. Right. If it's tankless, right. then that tankless water heater's got to come on so that the hot water can then be recirculated. Correct. Correct. So, you know, I would recommend well, if, if you're putting one in on, on a tankless system, I would probably spend a little bit extra and get the one with the temperature sensor so you weren't just wasting gas constantly recirculating the water when it was unnecessary. But again, like right. we have it come on from 4 o'clock in the morning till about 9 in the morning because that's when everybody's getting up, getting ready for showers. Comes <laughs> back on. Awesome. You know, 4 o'clock in the, four o'clock in the afternoon stays on until about 10 o'clock at night. So just when we need quick access to hot water, it's circulating the water through the lines and not just running all the time, burning up gas uselessly. Right. All right. Uh, awesome. Thank you very much. We appreciate it, Robert. That's a that's a that's a great idea, especially if you've got a really long run from your water heater to say, like a back bathroom or something of that nature. It work out really great there. Wanted to mention real quick before we move on that uh, you know there's lots of trade shows usually happen uh, early in the year, especially for the home improvement industry. A couple of them are not going to be happening this year. Um, last year, uh, home inspectors went to New Orleans, Pam. Uh, you know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of neat stuff going on. Jackson Home Show is coming up in a few weeks, January 16th and 17th. At the, at the, is it the new Mississippi Trademark Building? Yes. Okay, big pretty one. All right, so we get to see yep. the inside of the new trademark building on this one. Okay, um, so so uh, do check that out. That's going to be pretty cool. One of the things I wanted to talk about because I just fell in love with this when I read it. Nick, uh, we're going to be with you in just a second. Uh, all right, so think about this, and then we're going to go to Nick. When you are doing DIY, what kind of calories are you burning? So, like, if you're DIYing something, you know you're 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 putting out calories. So, if you stay if you stay with that and and actually do the, you know, do whatever the project is all the way through, you've lost how much? We're going to find out about that and figure out what it is here in just a second. First, I wanted to go to uh, Nick and and uh, well, he's got a plumbing question. What's going on, Nick? Morning. Well, I had one question. Now I got two after I just after the last gentleman just got through with the uh, uh, putting a pump on the hot water system. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know one thing on an existing system. Now this is not a new house; this fixing to be built. But on an existing system, how do you circulate the water in a single line without having a return line coming back to the hot water heater? You've got to have some way to to turn the water 
uh, to circulate the water uh, to, to get the hot water at the location of where you want to put the spigot. I don't understand that. And I'm going to need one of the people that gets paid to do this to do this. All right, so Jeff, any ideas there? Well, there is a your your existing water system is a loop. You have water coming in, you have water going out. It makes a makes a complete loop. Correct, Pam? Yeah, I'm actually pulling up. I pulled up a graph on, um, and it says the recirculating system piping, and it actually shows that it goes out through the hot water and returns through the cold. Yep. Okay, I don't understand that, but I'm not going to waste any more of your time trying to figure that out. Looks like to me you got to have a a return. Well, line to- if it okay, think think about this. If you didn't have a return on that system, then then what water water? If if you'll picture a water line coming in, it your cold water goes into your tank. It heats it up, and I don't care if it's tankless or tanked. It heats it up, then it pushes it back out to the fixture. It pushes it out to the fixture only when you turn the water, the hot water on, because you've only got one line on the hot water side. And when you turn the hot water on, then water runs through the tank, through the line, and on to the to the spigot. The further you cool. away from the spigot, the longer it takes for that hot water to get to it. Besides, you're gonna have you're gonna have to warm those pipes up going to that far spigot, so it'll take a little bit longer. When you when you put your recirculating pump on there, you're going to go back into the cold side. Wow! He has the answer for All right, if you do that, then you're going to get hot water out of your cold water side if you hook it back into well, it and circulate okay, it back then, into the yeah, hook hook it up on the hot side. But it's got to make the loop. I, I understand what you're saying. And the, the caller before us, remember, he said that he put the he put the recirculating pump, and I think he said under his kitchen sink or something. Yeah. And then yeah. went back and then went back to the water heater. Okay. Good. I'll I'll buy that. Now my question is, didn't we? Hang on. Is is Robert? Did Robert come back to us here? Robert, are you on the line also? <laughs> I am. I heard the the three people that are supposed to be here. Stop talking. Now it's just Nick (laughs) and Robert. Go. (laughs) Okay. So the pump actually mounts right on top of, or, you know, in the case of the tankless, it'd be underneath, um, but mounts at the water heater. The one there, there are a few different types of these things. Some of them do require you to run a line, a dedicated loop line all the way back to the water here the one that i chose actually comes with a about a 10 inch long uh bypass loop piece itself that you install in the so you install it the furthest uh fixture from the water heater so in the previous caller's case i would say it would be his bathroom you go into the bathroom sink it's a pretty quick and easy loop that you install between the hot and cold water lines and yes, you do get lukewarm water through the cold line for about three to five seconds when you turn on the cold water, but that's it. And uh, okay. that resolves the having to run a return line all the way back to the water heater. All right. 
I understand. I understand fully. All I understand right. Now. Yay. All right. We did it. Now, I, I, now my, my, I, want, I got a question I want an answer to that I cannot figure out, and I can't get a plumber that I know to tell me why it's this way. My house was built in 1966. It's on a slab, okay? It's got, it was wired with copper all the way through, nothing but copper. Copper comes up out of the slab, goes to, let's say it goes to an outlet anywhere in the house, lavatory, toilet, or kitchen, anywhere. It's all copper. But they use a five-inch galvanized stub to come out of the wall into the room where you put your, your, your cutoff going to your different fixtures. Why did they use a a five-inch, why did they use galvanized, number one? Because now I'm having to replace all of my galvanized because they have, have uh, deteriorated to the point that they've closed up on the inside. Why didn't they run copper to the outside and just put a ferrule on it and put the cutoff on that ferrule rather than use galvanized? Wow. So I don't so, think it's gal it's aluminum. It's probably an aluminum pigtail. No ma'am, it's galvanized because I've done some of them myself and then what I had to cut into some tile mm. I got a plumber to come and do it. And I asked him, he said, Well, they did that for several years and then they quit doing it. Why did they do it to start with? Uh, oh, we're talking about plumbing. I I jumped yeah. over to electrical. All right, folks, um, you know what? Uh We've gotten so far in the weeds in this thing. Uh, I don't know if the machetes can hack us out, but um, uh, <laughs> Nick, did you did you feel? Yeah, okay. So Nick's gone, and, and Robert's gone, right? All right. So let's, let's we'll move. Okay, Nick, you're still here. Nick, I I'm hope you got here. enough answer from Robert that you can uh, move on with your project. Well, I've got all my. I've got all of my. Stubs put in. I'm 81 years old. Uh-huh. I went back with a five inch stub because I feel like 66 to 2020. Uh, let's say that lasted for 50 years. I won't be around when they rot out again. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm gonna fix it and move. Good for that's, you. That's yeah, yeah. Works. Let's just say it. <laughs> let's say that. All right, Nick. Thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Have a great day. We were talking right before that that um, that uh, you'll burn up lots of calories while you're keeping your house uh, tip-top shape. Here's some essential fix-up uh, fix-ups and improvements from Calorie Lab. Check this out: building a fence, building a fence like a wood fence, 340 calories per hour. Caulking windows, 280 calories per hour. Cleaning gutters, 272 calories per hour. I, I don't know about that one. I've cleaned rain gutters before, and that takes so many more muscles to stay on a ladder um, than it does, I don't know, much other things. Interior painting, 136 calories an hour. Chopping firewood, 340 calories per hour. Now, that's work. That's why Pammy's in such good shape right there, because I'm chopping a lot of wood. Chopping wood, okay. (laughs) Mowing the lawn, 306. Planting shrubs, 238. And just regular old gardening, 204. So, there you go. All right, uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Got an email here. And uh, so, here we go. Another electrical all right. The lights at one end of my mobile home flicker or barely light up. 
change the bulbs, no difference. Could the breaker stifle the amperage, or is there a more serious issue? Mike, thoughts, guys? Well, I always go to double lug neutrals. You know, if you open up your box and you've got a bunch of white wires under one lug or one screw, then it's just not getting a clear path. That's right. No, I I was going to agree with you 100%, Pam, and and, and on top of that, it's probably loose. Yeah. Yeah, the screw's not tight enough, so you can, I mean... Let's go back to what Jason was talking about earlier. If you're going to mess with electrical, just be very, very careful. <laughs> now, there, there, there's, there's one other thing it could be. I don't think so, because when you lose one leg of your power coming in, mm-hmm. you, you know, it, it affects half of the house. We'll say, <clears throat> and it wouldn't flicker. So I, I, I'm leaning more towards the uh, neutral, the the bus bar. And um, then I am losing a leg coming in. Okay, so I hear yeah, you guys I, say that. What is it? What does that mean? Let's say Joe, homeowner, he's sitting there with a Phillips head screwdriver in his hand. What can he do to make this better? Put it down. Put it down. Because <laughs> 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 if you put a screwdriver inside your electric panel, that's going to be the last project you do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is not something the homeowner wants to handle. Guys. No. Okay. No, okay. No. no. <laughs> I mean, right. there's there now, now. You know, there's things in there that will kill you. Okay. So. I mean, you could pull the panel. You can pull the the cover. It's called the dead front off of your um, interior circuit panel. Mm-hmm. You can pull that off and look at it, but do not put anything inside but, of it. But see, but Pam, the problem I have with that, um, unless you know what you're doing, you could actually electrocute yourself pulling the panel off because you, it needs to come straight out. If you angle it a little bit and you arc something, um, yeah. Jeff Salmon you to leave it alone. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so if you need electrical work, really, really think about getting an electrician. Now, and let me, hey, yeah, and look, Jeff if, if says. I'm sorry. Well, I, I was going to talk about losing a leg. I, I think okay. that's the funniest thing that if you lose a leg. And losing yeah. a leg is an energy problem. That's not a homeowner that's right. problem. That's right. So if you're and, house, it, and it happens. And it happens. And people will call an electrician and have to pay that fee right. and then turn around and call energy. It doesn't That's cost right. you anything. But if you lose power in half your house, for whatever reason, the lights quit working. Right. The first call you make is to your electric company. That, that's right. Now, I, I do want to go back to homeowner doing some electrical. Okay. If you, if I'm very comfortable with you installing a light fixture, installing a fan, um, installing a receptacle but when it comes to going inside the your breaker box on the inside of the house or your um um or your service on the outside of the house don't do it simply do not do it okay 
All right. Uh, You know what? It's great advice. It's great advice. All right. Thank you very much. You know, we have got to take a break this hour. Uh, We're going to now, and uh, we'll come back and get another caller as it happens. Time for another break. When we come back, um, you know, some steps you should take before you start your next DIY. Also, the top three uh, home improvement projects for 2020. Oh, that's going to be fun. Join us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Hello, I'm Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advising firm and co-host of Money Talks. For over 10 years, Money Talks has been answering your personal financial questions and sharing knowledge about money management. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. If you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. If you are listening on Saturday, please enjoy yourself uh, and, and keep going because AutoCorrect comes on at 11. So here we go. Uh, You know, before the break, we mentioned the top three home projects for 2020. Uh, Anybody want to guess what they were? Java? No. Okay. According (laughs) according to Money uh, uh, Money Talks News, the top three projects were interior painting, bathroom renovations, and new flooring. There's your top three projects for 2020. So that's what everybody was doing during the pandemic was was getting down on those three. Those and it was so funny, Jason, when I looked up those stats that they said a lot of those home improvement projects done in 2020 yeah. was A, because they needed to be done, uh-huh. and B, because people were just bored. They were home. Yeah, they were home. <laughs> I no, believe they, that. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, according to Home Advisor, check this out, uh, Jeff. I know you always find this number interesting. According to Home Advisor, on average, people spent eight thousand three hundred and five dollars on home improvements in twenty twenty. Eight thousand three hundred dollars on home. On average, well, that's a bathroom. Right, right. That's a bathroom, what, that, and that's a huge number. Let me tell you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, and and look. Uh, Hey, I believe that we are so busy right now, um, and it, it's not just us. It, it, right. is, it is every. Well, um, I can tell your phone's rung seventeen times during the show, so I can tell you, <laughs> you guys are killing it. All right, we're going to go to uh, Mike in Cleveland real quick on the phone. What's up, Mike? Hey guys, I really appreciate your show. First, I'd like to say that. Thank you, and it uh, really helps a lot. But I know so little, and so. I do have one question. I'm going to need some heavy-duty tree treatment, and I'd like to know how to confirm that I've got somebody that's licensed and bonded. There's a couple of places, and you're talking about for for, uh, tree removal? Well, removing really big limbs that are uh, arching over my house. Okay, okay. And uh, you want someone, and I think it's a great idea that you consider someone who you can actually see insurance and bonding on their truck. Uh, this is a tree limb over your house, so it's kind of important. Jeff, your thoughts here? 
Yep, it's real simple. Call the contractor that's going to do the work and ask for a certificate of insurance. Now, if they go you know, to their we, truck, they go to their ahead. truck and pull it off their dashboard. That's fine. Call the insurance company and verify that they that the insurance is in fact in effect. It's called an, okay. called a certificate of insurance. So I visual I get got to visualize that certificate of insurance right first. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, and then you can go to make sure that they're bonded as well. So you would go to your local yeah. municipality and you can just ask but if they've now, got a bond. But 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 Pam, let's don't confuse what a bond is. A lot of people are confused. The bond protects one and only one, and it protects the municipality. It it. It, it protects your public utilities and and the and the city. Oh, okay. It does not the homeowner. Okay. Uh, well, that's so, good to know. But well, yeah. and and uh, and Mike, one thing you can do, I can say that if you if you've not started yet, a good place to start. We we mention this almost every show. Um, you can always go to online to msboc.us. Oh, I've got that all written down. I, I copied that on the other stuff when you were talking about Wonderful. that thing. And okay. Things. So I didn't know where, whether I'd use that same facility or needed another one. No, you can use that on contracting for just about anything in the state. And if you've got to get insurance or, you know, bonded, licensed, insured, that whole nine yards with, with a contractor, they'll be there. Uh, and certainly on a, a a tree specialist that's going to be doing work over your home, that's the one you want. Okay, so I'd go to that uh, place that you suggest to use for roofing and every, everything else, right? Yes, sir. Well, look, at you've solved it, and, and you guys are really good. And thank you. We appreciate it. <laughs> well, you. score one for today. All right. Yeah, we'll, Let's keep we'll Thank you. Right. <laughs> Number calls 877-MPB-RING. Bill is on the line in Waterford, Mississippi. I'm, I'm asking a question on, oh. on the radio. Yeah, you are. Right now, this moment, Bill, what's going on? Oh, okay. I was talking about That's Look, okay. Uh, so I've got a couple cabins, and I installed some water heaters, uh, six-gallon and two four-gallon water heaters. And uh, the problem is, you know, I thought that uh, – you'd have adequate enough water to take a shower. But it turns out that uh, once you turn on the water in the cabin, it's just it runs to a sink and a shower. Uh, it only lasts, you know, a very short time. Maybe people are telling me it's only two, three minutes, Oof. two minutes maybe. I'm wondering, I was listening to the caller about uh, recirculation pump pump. Uh, what do I need to do to get... Uh, more hot water other than I, I guess I could install a bigger water heater, but I wonder if the, the, uh, if a recirculation pump pump would help me out. I don't want to put in a 40 gallon water heater or something like that. in just a little cabin where you, you know, you just right. use a shower and then uh, wash your hands and stuff like that. But, uh, is there with the recirculation pump, you think, uh, improve the volume of hot water, Coming through a six-gallon tank, recirculating, uh, something like that. Uh, I need just to start over and go and put in a bigger water tank. What do you think, Jeff, Pam? Well, 
think about think about a six gallon water tank. Even even if you're pushing out, you know, half a gallon per minute, okay, um, six gallon. I mean, that that's not that's not a big enough tank. It's not big enough, and I don't fill no. up my bathtub. No, that's right. So, and and what what does what does what, what's the volume of water pressure, Pam? How many gallon per minute? I have no idea. <laughs> wow. I know, and, and I should, I, I should, and I, I, I just do not. But let's say it's a quarter gallon a minute. You only have six gallons. Yeah. So you're not you're not washing much when you go right. take a shower. I guess you kind of felt this as more of a kind of camp sort of situation. That that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And I don't want. I would. This is what I would do. Uh, and and I, I had a cabin uh, at my uh, at my uh, place in the country. Uh, I would put in a tankless on okay. demand. Yeah, put absolutely. Tankless uh, yeah. on the side of the yeah. building and uh, and and leave the water heater in place. I mean, leave the six gallon running. I mean, no, well, no. I would just, I'm with Jeff. Just go with tankless. That way, you're not because it sounds like you don't want to be heating water when you're not there. That's right. And the beautiful thing about a tankless is that you're not doing anything until yeah. you turn the fixture off. That's right. That's right. You're going to have a little bit of upfront cost, but yeah. hey, that may be in the long way to go, run. Though. Yeah, I mean, you'll save a lot. Just by going with tankless. Okay. Okay. All right. That's not what Bill wanted to hear, but I'm sorry that might be the answer. <laughs> okay. okay. Thank well, you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Correct. Yeah. You know, no need to go buy a bigger tank. Right. So. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much, Bill. We appreciate it. Uh, I hope you guys had a good time today. We got about 15 different emails that we were unable to get to just just. Plain old ran out of time. These things happen. But I'm going to save them for the next episode, and we'll, and we'll get to them. So if if you're waiting on yours, we'll get to it. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public uh, Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show was produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Java Chapman. For Pam Piva, uh, this is Jeff Sammons. I am Jason Klein. Up next is Jeremy Wiltz and Jay White with Everyday Tech, followed by Southern Remedy with Jimmy Stewart at 11. Make sure to join us next Wednesday at 9 for more Fix It 101 right here on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.